During this episode, Dr. David Klemstra, founder and chief medical officer at PAGE, joins us to discuss how his company is driving a new era of diagnostics and precision treatment to improve the lives of cancer patients. While together, Dr. Klimstra shares how PAGE has created decision support diagnostic tools and a cloud-based platform for pathologists, enabling them to review digital slides and perform AI tasks on tissue samples. Additionally, Dr. Klimstra emphasizes the importance of prioritizing patient care in developing and using AI technologies and advises healthcare transformers to be patient and persistent in their pursuit of transforming healthcare. Join us for this timely and important conversation and to learn how Dr. Klimstra and the PAGE team are transforming cancer diagnosis and treatment with artificial intelligence. Let's go. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Hi, Dr. Klimstra. A warm welcome to our podcast today. Great to be here, Mike. Thank you. Well, given your team's expertise in life sciences, oncology, pathology, technology, machine learning, and healthcare, and your passion for transforming cancer diagnostics, I am thrilled to spend time with you today. But before we dive in, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to any of our episodes, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And lastly, please visit the bottom of the episode notes to connect with me on LinkedIn and Twitter in order to further the conversations occurring on this podcast. All right, David, it's almost time for our community to learn how you and the PAGE team are using the power of AI to drive a new era of cancer discovery and treatment. But first, what's that one piece of advice that you would give to others who are passionate about reimagining the health of our world? Well, I would assume they're passionate, which is very important. So the additional advice I would have is be patient, persistent, and always keep the care of the patient front and center. So I just picked up three Ps. I don't know if you knew that you just did that. Patience, persistence, and patient. I love it. <laughs> very good. I love it. You know, and that's the point too, you know, Dr. Klimstra, you, you know, you've been at it now for quite some time. So we're going to talk about your storied career and the history that you've had. And, and then of course, the lead up and the buildup of launching page. But man, healthcare, it is so complex. There are so many moving parts. How important to it has it been for you, not only as a clinician, but also as a, you know, a practicing entrepreneur in a tech company to have patience? It does not happen overnight to move healthcare forward. How important has that been to the success of building Page? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's rolling a big rock up a steep hill, I think. But you, know, you do have to look at the larger picture and understand how what you're doing has the potential to change lives. And that's what keeps you going to really keep that vision front and center. Absolutely. And of course, like you mentioned as well, persistence, it takes a lot. Pushing those big boulders uphill is not easy. It's not for everyone, but man, to be able to make an impact in an industry that touches every single one of us, uh, should certainly keep you passionate at all times. That's for sure. And I can't wait, David, we're going to discuss so much after the other side of this commercial break and thinking of our community champion sponsor. We have so much to discuss, as I mentioned, your storied career as a practicing clinician and what led you to launching page and all of that good stuff. We're going to unpack all of that and more after we get back from thanking our community champion sponsor. 
Located in Denver, Colorado's nationally ranked River North District, Catalyst is a healthcare innovation campus that brings together stakeholders from across the industry to accelerate innovation and drive real, lasting change our nation desperately needs. From established organizations to startups, from accelerators to advocacy organizations, and from medical schools to global companies, everyone at Catalyst works side by side to create, develop, refine, and bring to market cutting-edge innovations that will fundamentally transform healthcare as we know it. With industry leaders like Medical Group Management Association, Olive, Medical Solutions, UC Health, Cirrus MD, and many others calling Catalyst home, along with innovative pioneers visiting from across the nation, Catalyst continually fosters their foundational belief that collaboration and partnerships will move the healthcare industry forward. To virtually tour Catalyst and claim your space on campus or host an upcoming event, visit CatalystHealthTech.com or visit the top of the episode notes and click on their link. All right, we are back with Dr. David Klimstra, Chief Medical Officer at Page. David, thank you so much for setting it up at the front. Patience, persistence, and keeping the patient top of mind. A great segue into the conversation that we're going to have today, one I'm incredibly excited about. David, now we know that, of course, Page, we're going to discuss it, was founded, co-founded by you and others in 2017. But of course, you've been in this industry much longer. You've been a practicing and national leading clinician and really, you know, building up to launching and building of Page. Take us into that journey, David. How did it all come to be in the first place? What's the why behind it? How come this is so important to have launched? You know, you know as well as I do, launching a startup is no easy feat. Why did you guys do it? What were those aha moments? Take us into that journey that led up to founding Page. And of course, we'll talk about all the things that are happening today in your camp, what you're seeing on the horizon, and of course, how we can help you. But first, take us behind the scenes. How did this all come together in the first place? Yeah, well, it's actually a long gestation in some senses. I've been a pathologist for about 35 years, practicing at Memorial Sloan Kettering, essentially for my whole career. And during that time, embraced a lot of new technologies that were coming up in the field. I had the privilege of being the chair of that department for the last 10 years before I joined PAGE full-time and really was thrilled to be able to help bring many new technologies into the practice. Looking at what pathologists do, you know, they are responsible for diagnosing cancer. And this is a critical component, obviously, in getting treated, but they do a lot more than that as well. They look at all sorts of different biomarker expressions to understand how we should treat cancer. We live in an era of so-called precision medicine, right? So we're trying to match each patient's individual cancer with the right therapy for it. On that backdrop, we began the very slow process of going from an analog approach, which basically for the last 150 years, pathologists have established diagnoses by looking at tissue samples with a microscope. It hasn't really changed in 150 years. About 15 years ago, we developed the technology to transform those glass slides into digital whole slide images, as they're called. And this is gradually transforming the practice of pathology, just like radiology before it, into a digital format. But it's been a very slow process. It's expensive. It requires high-tech machinery. It requires enormous amounts of storage for these digital images. And so one of the opportunities that we encountered was that you could actually use these digital images for machine learning tasks. Now that pathology can be transformed into the digital environment, we can train computers to look at it, which opens up two very distinct opportunities. One is that a computer can do certain tasks much more reproducibly 
than a human can. We know this. This is not debatable. And some aspects of pathology are exactly that. So finding the needle in the haystack that a computer can be trained to do very reliably. The other possibility is that a computer can experience so much data that it can learn to recognize patterns that may not have been recognized yet by human observers. And so a computer can actually learn to interpret information from routine pathology material that we don't know how to interpret today. We call these digital biomarkers, and this is what's really exciting about using digital pathology and AI, is to be able to learn new things that can help treat our patients better. And so, of course, we're going to talk about what those new things are and what the position that Paige has in the marketplace and what you are all leading with your technology. But I want to go back to some of those early points in time or earlier in your career, David, you were mentioning where the advent of technology was coming in into the pathology sector. How do I say this diplomatically? I guess I'll just come out and say it. Healthcare is very adverse to change. We are very committed to the two-worded monster, as I like to call it, status quo. David, obviously, you're a visionary. You're on the front end of this. You recognize and understand the capabilities of what technology and innovation can do for us in meaningful ways. How was it in those early years? What Was it scary to colleagues like yours or others of what this new technology, this machine learning, these big data sets, was it scary? Was it looked upon as a threat? What was it like during those early days when we started seeing some of these technologies come into your practice? Well, Mike, just to be clear, the early days persist, right? So it's still scary. Great point. You know, the digital pathology evolution is just beginning in the United States, and it's only a little bit further ahead in other parts of the world. And there are many reasons for that, some related to cost, but some, as you intimate, are because of this fear that, you know, what's going to happen? I've been doing something a certain way, and you said medicine is averse to change. Well, pathology is at the extreme end of that spectrum of adversity. And so there are many practitioners who have a fear that, you know, the computer is going to take my job. You know, I really don't look at it that way. I think that the fact is that the computer is going to help you do your job better, more efficiently, more reproducibly, and importantly, to help you focus on the aspects of the job where the pathologist and their professional interpretation really adds value to the understanding of the disease and not spend hours and hours searching for some elusive feature in a cancer or a piece of cancer in a lymph node that a machine can find almost instantaneously. So yes, there was and continues to be some fear of this, but what AI is trying to do is assist pathologists in making diagnoses, not making the diagnosis itself. And I think that's a very important distinction. Thank you for that, David. And it's a good way to, you know, that's going to segue into talking about Paige in just a moment. But to stay on this thread, what, you know, what we also hear kind of, again, on the macro and healthcare is we are drowning in data, right? We have so much data coming at us and it's hard to hear the noise within the data, the information that could be meaningful to us. Is that the same thing in the pathology world? And more importantly, yes, we're still kind of early beginnings of all of this. Are the machines and the language models and the AI, is it helping you guys take all of this massive amount of data coming at you to help up your game as a pathologist? That's exactly it, Mike. I think, you know, the fact is that the volume of information that pathologists are now asked to extract from tissue samples is an order of magnitude greater than it was when I started my career. And as I said before, I mean, we really need to focus on what's the most critical interpretive contribution that a pathologist can make. And furthermore, I mean, there's data coming from all sorts of different modalities that didn't exist. Molecular testing, 
for instance, is very prevalent now in pathology. How does that data get incorporated? The ability to create digital images of pathology allows us to do multimodal data analytics, where you incorporate data from different technologies all together to try to understand things at a higher level than you can with any one of those technologies alone. And I think people are beginning to understand this as soon as they understand that this is really uh, largely decision support, that they can interrogate these AI models to understand what they're looking at and potentially even learn something from them. I think it does erase a little bit of that fear of obsolescence that comes up when people think of AI. Absolutely. Well, let's use that as the springboard for you to introduce to our community of who Page is and all the good trouble you and the team members are causing over there. But before you do it, I want to set the stage because I absolutely love this as I was getting ready for our conversation today, David, your guys' vision. And I quote right from the website, drive a new era of diagnostics and precision treatment to improve the lives of cancer patients. Incredibly powerful. So with the stage set, David, of course, you probably do this time and time again. Who is Page and how is this going to drive healthcare forward? Okay, so Page it's actually an acronym, the company's name. It stands for Pathology Artificial Intelligence Guidance Engine. I should be able to say that without garbling it, but it is a company that uses digital images derived from pathology slides to train machine learning models to interpret pathology. And the process is one of accumulating enormous quantities of data. We're very fortunate to have a relationship with Memorial Sloan Kettering, so we have access to the anonymized slide archive, up to 25 million slides. We've digitized about 5 million of them so far. And as you may know, training machine learning models requires enormous quantities of data in order for the machines to have seen every variation in pathology and pathology images that can exist. And so we have access to that and our training models for diagnostic decision support. So for instance, the first model that we created, which is now approved by the FDA, looks at uh, digital slides of prostate biopsies and helps the pathologist identify foci of cancer. In subsequent work, it also helps quantify the cancer, grade the cancer, and look for other prognostic features that pathologists have to identify when they read these biopsies. And it can do this essentially in the cloud before the pathologist even sees the slide. And so the AI output is ready to go as soon as you look at the case. So it's a huge efficiency gain for the aspect of reading these slides that can be very time consuming. Just to put it in perspective, when a pathologist looks at a prostate biopsy, there's often 45 to 65 individual slides of prostate tissue that have to be reviewed. It can take an experienced pathologist 45 minutes to review that material and establish the diagnosis. The AI can do it in the background, and it's ready when the pathologist first opens the case for them to review, accept, modify. They don't obviously take it at face value. They interpret it in light of all the other features that they observe. But this is the gain that you have from this. So Page is creating these decision support diagnostic tools. They also have a platform that enables the pathologist to review digital slides, to interact with the laboratory information system where all the reports are generated, and to perform AI tasks on tissue that they're reviewing. And then the third tier of what we do is what we refer to as digital biomarkers in which the computer is able to assess some features in the tissue that predict a variety of different things. It can predict, for instance, a certain genetic mutation that's important for therapy 
It can predict the survival of the patient. It can predict the likelihood of recurrence or even the likelihood of response to a certain specific treatment. And so all of these various different applications will be made available to pathologists through the platform so when they review these slides, they can do so efficiently and focus on the most impactful aspects of the cases. Absolutely powerful. There's so many questions from that, David. Thank you for that overview. It's uh, incredibly, incredibly exciting. You know, a few things I do want to highlight, first of all, for our community. Obviously, you mentioned earlier, Page was founded in 2017, but there was a breakthrough moment in 2019. And, and for our listening community, myself included, can you share a little bit of why that moment in 2019, and I'll set the stage in just a moment, was such a breakthrough moment for Page and really the industry. And it was around you, Page, receiving that prostate detection uh, uh, FDA clearance. Why was that a breakthrough designation for not only Page, but for the industry? Yeah. Well, actually, what it was, was breakthrough status is uh, offered for new novel technologies by the FDA. The actual approval didn't come until 2021, but breakthrough status gives you access to a team at the FDA to work together to figure out how to validate a new product that will offer something novel in healthcare. And so we were very pleased to get breakthrough status. Interestingly enough, the first time we went to the FDA, about 30 people from their side showed up, which is almost unheard of. But there was enormous interest in application of AI to pathology. They've approved over 300 models in radiology, but this was the very first one in surgical pathology. And so there was great interest in this. And it allowed us to essentially set the bar. What is the functionality of such a product? And what do you have to do to prove that it's safe and effective? That's what FDA does, right? And so we were able to work with them to devise the research studies that had to be performed to interpret the data. And it's basically paved the way for any subsequent approvals to follow. So it was a great opportunity for us and one we're very proud of. Wow, that is incredible. And then, of course, you know, from your overview, you gave so many questions swirling, a few of them right out the gates. You know, as well as I do, the trajectory we are on as an industry writ large in regards to our spend now, I think over four trillion and continuing to climb. What does this mean financially for our industry, right? What does this look like that could potentially bend the cost curve? What does this mean on a financial aspect for our industry, what Page is offering? Right. So there's a very important prelude to that, answering that, which is that the transformation to digital pathology is expensive. In radiology, when they went digital, they eliminated film, right? So there was suddenly a, a huge savings on one side, compensated a bit for the increased costs of digital technology. In pathology, it's not quite that simple because, at least for now, we still have to make the glass slide. So all of the technical work that goes into making glass slide doesn't go away when you go digital. So it's added cost. And so one of the key questions is, how do you drive digital adoption? How do you justify the financial outlay to go digital? And one of the answers to that is you introduce tools that will save costs in other areas. So for instance, if it takes a pathologist 45 minutes today to read prostate biopsy, and it takes them 10 minutes using AI to read the same biopsy, well, then there's clearly a cost savings to the system there. And there are many other examples like that where embracing AI can enable us to save costs. You know, treating a patient properly is a very financially complex equation, right? So if you have the wrong diagnosis because something was missed and the patient doesn't get treated promptly, they develop more advanced disease. Maybe they don't get treated for a year later. Now they have a more complicated problem 
they have to have another biopsy, which is very expensive as well. And so there are all sorts of downstream costs that can be mitigated by getting the pathology right quickly the first time. And also in regards to your end users, and, and obviously it could be a multi-sided or multifaceted question of who that is. What has the response been from those end users that are you know working alongside and with Page? Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. We've talked before about the challenges of adoption, right? And that there's always a level of suspicion. One of the more gratifying things is to get feedback from people who may have been a little bit suspicious or hesitant to use it and then worked it into their practice. And once they understand what it does and what it doesn't do, it becomes, you know, very useful for them. And we've had numerous occasions where someone who was skeptical initially started using the product. Hey, just give it a try. Let's see how this works for you. And they may come back and say, you know, I'm not using it exactly as you first suggested I would use it, but it's very helpful because I do this and this and this. And so the feedback has been outstanding. You know, this AI is not perfect. And I think one of the things we have to tell people over and over again is, you know, level set your expectations here. This is going to make you more efficient and it's going to help you, but you can't simply turn off your brain and rely on the AI entirely. You still have to check it. You still have to add your own interpretation on top of it. And once people understand that, I think they find the value of it to be quite terrific. And of course, David, as you mentioned, it's still early on, not only for your world and in the pathology space, but this notion of AI in healthcare is all very new. And like you said a couple of times now, it is, it is scary to a lot of folks. Uh, we're starting to see AI. I mean, look at ChatGPT is the fastest adopted in regards to the numbers of users, the fastest adopted technology in the history of technology. It's insane, right? So this whole notion of what AI is, this has been one of those you know, watershed years, 2023, just like when the internet was turned on or when the smartphone was uh, you know, given to the masses. This year will be one of those watershed years around, you know, AI and what this means. So with that, David, and you said earlier, as I mentioned, this is still early on. What are you seeing on the horizon? I know I could say even in the next two to three years, it's going to be changing the next two to three months. But joking aside, what's the horizon? What's the outlook looking like? And what do we need to be mindful of as leaders in the industry? What you're seeing, where you see things are heading? And then, of course, where is Paige going to be in that future as well? Right. So, you know, when people say to me, oh, you're trying to, you know, replace me as a pathologist with AI, the response that I give to them is that AI is not going to replace pathologists, but pathologists who use AI are going to replace pathologists who don't. And I think what the future is, from my perspective, is that pathologists will learn how these tools can help them, can help them be more efficient. I mean, there's actually a shortage of pathologists now, and it's getting worse because very few medical students are going into pathology. And so having access to these tools will enable us to stay sharp, will enable us to focus on the important things, as I said. And so the future that I see is that AI helps push pathology into the digital arena. Only less than 5% of pathology is digital in the U.S. today. Over the next 10 years, we believe that that will massively flip, that pathology will become predominantly, if not entirely, digital, that these tools will facilitate that and will help pathologists do their jobs more reproducibly and efficiently, and that we'll begin to develop these digital biomarkers to get even more information to help our patients out of these precious tissue samples that we get from biopsies or resections. So I think that the future is that AI will penetrate healthcare in many different ways. And, you know, turning a blind eye to it right now isn't really helpful because we need to make sure we're using it safely and most effectively, which means engaging everyone. How do you use this today? What would be helpful to you? 
One of the biggest challenges we have at Page is deciding what do we build next? What do pathologists really need? And I have my own opinions, but we have, you know, thousands of pathologists in the country who have the potential to use these tools and they need to weigh in and they need to engage with Page and others to express, you know, what would be helpful to them. Well, let's go there as well. And in regards to, you know, bringing it back to today, we're going to take a moment to say, hey, how can our community be helping you? Like you mentioned, of course, you have some ideas of what to build next, but you know, as well as I do at the end of the day, it's the end user that really dictates the roadmap. But let's talk about those end users. Let's talk about our community that's helping to push the healthcare industry forward and maybe helping you and the page team out. What's one problem need or question that you and the team have that our community can be helping you with? Yeah, well, I think, you know, the big challenge for us as an industry and as an individual company is how do we drive pathology into the digital environment? How do we get beyond the immediate costs of this and see the long-term benefits for our profession, for medicine at large, and most importantly, for our patients? You know, pathology has always been sort of behind the curtain. The doctor takes a biopsy and he says, well, the pathology will come back in a week. It should be a day, but Pathology will come back in a week, and then the pathology comes back, quote unquote, and the report is read to the patient. The patient never knows what the pathologist did. The patient doesn't understand that pathology is a subjective discipline that requires professional judgment and interpretation. And because pathology is behind the curtain, when you start talking to people about, well, pathology needs to be digital, they don't have a conceptual basis for why that's true. And so I guess I would say that you know, through podcasts like this, fostering an understanding of how critical pathology is and defining everything that happens to a patient, a cancer patient in particular, understanding that, demanding that that be of highest quality and that every novel technology be brought to bear, this is something that will help us get a foothold in putting our technology forward. And for our community that wants to help out with that call to action, David, how can they get a hold of you, social media handles, websites, or otherwise? How do they continue this important conversation with you? I'd be happy to have emails. You know, Page has a website, which is page.ai, and you can certainly find out more information about the company there and contact me through the website, or you're welcome to email me directly. It's very easy. It's david.klimstra at page.ai. And it's important to know it's not page.ai.com. It's just page.ai. Easy enough, that, well, at least on its face, right? But with all of those contact points for our listening community, just simply scroll down into the episode notes uh, in your favorite podcast player to find those contact points for David and the Page team. Of course, you can head over to our free global online community at passionatepioneers.com where there will be a post for David's episode and will include those contact points for David and his team again over at passionatepioneers.com. Well, David, thank you so much. This is a very very exciting conversation and what is on the horizon, what is here now, and what is going to continue to come at us in great ways to continue to push pathology and healthcare forward. So thank you for taking the time to be here. But before we let you go, we have one more piece for you. It's a fill in the blank. I'm a passionate pioneer because? I'm a passionate pioneer because I believe that AI technology can help transform the way we diagnose cancer and treat our patients. I love it. I love it. Way to bring it back full circle and close us out for today, David. Again, thank you so much for joining us today, taking a pit stop out of your busy schedule to share all of the wonderful work happening within the Page Camp. We're certainly rooting you on, and we continue to see this as an opportunity to move healthcare forward. So thank you for spending time with our community today. It was an absolute pleasure having you on the episode. It's been my pleasure too, Mike. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. 
We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode. 